testing. Say something, you slut. Testing. I am hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry, mother. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? That's 101 double <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but mother, I'm hungry. hungry. <laughs> What's his name? Um, it's something mean, like about eating, isn't it? Well, so one of them's name is Dipstick. He's the yeah, one that with, with the black tail. Yeah, hungry puppy on 101 Dalmatians. You said something. I'm so hungry, I could eat a whole, whole elephant. elephant. I'm hungry, mother. I really am. <laughs> Rolly. Oh. I knew it was a fat joke. Rolly is one of Pongo and Perdita's 15 puppies. He is the heaviest of the puppies and is constantly. Assholes. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. So I pulled a U today. I don't really have anything. Lucky for you, I went down a rabbit hole last night. Oh, I love it. I can't wait to chase you down it. Let's go. Sometimes I do wish that we had cameras on us. If we could figure it out, man. I think that we just would have to get good cameras. I just hate my face. Yeah, me too. Yours, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Uh, we have 19 subscribers and only two of them are us. <gasps> that makes 17 subscribers. The math is mathing. The math is mathing, baby. Um, but why don't we have more? What can we do? <laughs> um, you can sign up for our email list. Now. To get first dibs on our new secret project. Now. A new secret project adventure. Do it now. Um, would you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to find the <laughs> thing and you're distracting me. Um, the URL for our super secret fun project is subscribepage.io slash book club waitlist. Now. Do it now. Do it. It'll also be in the show notes, so don't worry. Um, At least you said all the words right. I would have not said any of those words right. A new bookish community is coming. Created just for those who love fantasy romance. Sign up to be the first to know when it launches. Bitch. Dun, oh. dun, dun. Don't sign up now. We love you. <laughs> Say it nicer. Oh. You sign don't. up. I just. Because we Please. love you. Please and thank you are the magic words. If you were a Barney fan. Every time I call Jameson, he's like, hello. Like, I'm like, he sounds like he would. <laughs> there's literally. That's the last thing on the planet he wants to do is speak to me on the phone. I'm like, what's wrong? Nothing. Why? That's like, how you answer you the phone miserable. to me. That face. I'm going to slap that face off your face. Are you kidding? You just, that's what you Am I making like. the face from the Yes, picture? that's what you <laughs> looked like in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, you look at me like that all the time. <laughs> I can feel it right now. And I can actually the, feel it in some of the text messages that you send me. I, <laughs> I know that that's what your face looks like. It hurts sometimes. And you know what? Now you get to, it's all on the internet. It is. It is. Not just your voice, your fucking face. Jeez, oh um, what was it today that? Well, first off, 
uh, Jill likes it when I say line Lyerson. I really like Jill, but I just can't with that. That she supports me? Yeah. Didn't I call somebody a something something sin again today? I don't know. Also, did you see that we got to get more swords for that hairstyle? I did see that. You didn't respond, so. I was like, eh, I'm probably not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to. Okay, you can. I want all the weapons. Let's see. Where did I say that? I was, it was funny. Oh, stealing Steelerson. Also, um, you want to tell the people of the pod what I called Chick-fil-A today? The holy poultry? (laughs) That did make me laugh, actually. You know what? That's all I want in life is to make you laugh. I will say the most ridiculous things to make you laugh. It worked. You need to laugh a lot more. I figured you would be laughing nonstop with us being friends all this time, but I don't know if I have just like my charm is worn off or because yes. listen, I had my coworkers <laughs> has worn off a long time ago. You were like, since we were, fu- stop trying to stop trying to play I need to with stretch me. my legs. Also my me too. Joints you hurt. Just- <laughs> it's cold. My arthritis is flaring. I'm up. arthritic. <laughs> my carpal tunnel Sexy. came back. You literally just like ran your leg up I my didn't leg. Mean to. Well, you did, did it. Did you in see your... I'm wearing slippers? Yeah, I did. I, I I did not mean to leave my house in these. And I was really? walking. Up to... I thought you did it just to make fun of me because I'm always like, I get no. my house slippers. No, because I I love try them. to leave them only for the house, so I don't get the bottoms dirty. And then I was walking into your house, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm wearing my slippers. <laughs> but they're cute. I like them. No thanks. Are they are they Uggs? Or are they an unnamed expensive brand that doesn't sponsor us? So I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but yes and no. I don't have to pretend. I, I like classic. Oh, I always want to say classic rock. On a mega yacht. I don't even know what acid rock is. Men who think important thoughts. Oh, fuck, I love that part. Oh, I typed in acid and it put acid reflux was the first <laughs> Acid rock bands. Oh, the doors. Oh, the Jimi Hendrix experience. Pink Floyd. Grateful Dead. Vanilla Fudge. Alice Cooper. The Who. King Gizzard. (laughs) King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. (laughs) That dude was on acid. Since 2010. Oh, wow. The Rolling Stones. Oh. The Beach Boys? No. That's what it says. Oh, okay. So, The Velvet Underground. Okay, so me wanting to say classic rock is not actually wrong. There's a lot of Walt's favorite bands on this list. Which, here's the deal. Walt for sure went on a lot of trips <laughs> with these bands. 100%. He used to try to not talk about it, and now he just... He used to try to not talk about drugs? Yeah. And now he just does? Yeah, now he's, <laughs> he's a little more free about it. He's like, you know what? My daughter is 31 years old. Like, it's it's probably okay. She knows what drugs are. She knew what drugs were then, but, you know, couldn't couldn't say it. I pretend that I like classic acid. Classic <laughs> Flaccid. <laughs> Flaccid rock. <laughs> Ew. Ewie. Honestly, that 
that could probably be interchangeable with classic rock. And acid rock. Ain't no way you're getting it up when you're... You're tripping on that that. laugh that I just did. Fuck, I haven't done that in so long. Jameson and Warren make fun of me for that so bad. That laugh, they like imitate me and mock me. Oh my god, that's literally uh, that's just the that's your laugh to me. They make fun of me. So, when even when Warren was like three, man, Jameson would be like, comes for you. Jameson would be like, How does mom laugh? and he goes. Oh my god. You guys are the worst. Oh my god. It I mean I I love You what? Your, I love your laugh. Oh, thank you. I also love how your kid just will rake you over the coal. Hi. Hi. What you got for me today? Hell. Oh. Well <laughs> we are we are living in that, yeah. so I'm gonna bring you a lot about hell. So you're gonna give me hell. I'm gonna give you so much. When hell. you see my face, will mm-hmm. it give you hell? Yes, as mm-hmm. for a long time. Anyways, I'm here for it. Let's Anyways, go. so this is actually a post we've talked about before, and it's Emiego. Oh, um, who else? Yeah, but it's, are we sure the princes of hell and the Asteri aren't one and the same? We've talked about this before, so I'm not going to redo that over and over and over. But last night, I was reading this again, and there was a few things that actually stood out to me that I don't know that we touched on. And um, she talks about Sandril's Triari and then how everyone has like an H name. The hind, the hammer, the harpy, the hawk, the hellhound, the hunter. Yes. Yes. She says, why the letter H? What else starts with H that is notable in Crescent City? Hell. Hell. And then she says, Adis refers to Hunt's slavery tattoo as a black crown, which I know we've highlighted because mm-hmm. um, we're kind of like, what does it mean? Because right. Hunt makes note that he's never heard it called that before. And we're right. Like, oh, that's important. That's going to come back. Right. And th- we made a lot of like very biblical references to that right so yeah but then emily says which tells us that such mechanisms of enslaving people also exist in hell which Mm. i hadn't thought of it that way i hadn't thought of it that way i thought of it as a royal yeah crown i thought of it as yeah as kind of like a mockery type thing which essentially was like the crown of thorns was a mockery so that's kind of what i thought but her saying it is having a name for it means that they also do that in hell i'm like oh Okay. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, hell. Yeah. So she says, and then also considering that the princes of hell are near identical to the Volg and TOG, I find it very interesting that Lydia, an Asteri weapon, is always wearing a torque necklace. Mm-hmm. Where else have we seen this before? The face was young and male, unearthly perfection. Around his neck, a torque of dark stone, word stone. She vaguely recalled gleamed in the rain. Is that talking about Dorian? I'm not sure. Whenever he got his collar put on him. I'm not sure. After they and chopped off Sorcerer's Don't you head. get the feeling that Lydia is trapped somehow, that she seemingly switches between two people almost robotically, the real Lydia and the hind, the mm-hmm. Asteri weapon. And then she says, you know, lastly, the magic number seven, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually call seven the unholy number in CC1. Um, 
Are you going to summon it with its unholy number then? Many demons had numbers associated with them, like some sort of ancient email address. Type 7 is only for princes of hell themselves. That's like talking about demons. Yeah, which we definitely touched on the email address thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's a very fascinating way to put it. Funny, yeah. Seven is the unholy number associated with the princes of hell, and there's seven princes of hell, seven layers of hell. Is it a coincidence that there was seven Asteris, seven hills of the eternal city and the Asteri live on? Seven gates in Lunathian, gates that coincidentally happened to open to hell when Micah messed with Bryce's horn. Mm-hmm. And what's more is that the princes of hell are the top of the food chain. Apollyon killed one of the Asteri seemingly with ease. So are we sure the Asteri aren't just hell's puppets? So I know that we like said that before, which yeah, I do love that. I do too. Um, and she says, like, the only thing that gives me pause is that when Bryce discovered the dusk archive room at the end of CC two, she saw the Asteri's notes on the planet hell and how they eventually chased the Asteri out. But SJM loves to create plot twists by messing around with names, especially when a multiverse is involved, because we know of another world that chased the Asteri out, a world where there were men and women with demon wings, a world with seven high lords. Mm-hmm. Prithian, the exact world Bryce went to when she w- used the horn to travel to hell. I don't know. I don't have all the puzzle pieces figured out, but something is definitely off. Then Apollyon saying Queen Thea trusted the princes of hell and that was her downfall. So I thought that was fun. Um, but then this comment, Ella of Starlight says, you know, you blew my mind with the Triari H names makes me think that if there is slash will be another member, because there's only six on the list from this theory, hell's divine number is seven. Mm -hmm. And this comment, this is why I saved it was this comment right here. Nusafera underscore no says, I agree completely on there being another H member. I have a feeling it's going to be the Viper queen and she will be called the Hydra. <gasps> it matches the Greek Roman mythology vibe of the harpy and all the other references in the city. I also think SJM would be unlikely to introduce a brand new character for such an important role. I could totally see her being undercover for Asteri. I loved that. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, that's damn good. So then Ella of Starlight comes back and says, I, being a big Marvel and Greek mythology fan, am totally not opposed to that. I've been trying to figure out a connection between snakes and Cece in the SJM world. And so far, all I can come up with besides the Viper Queen. Queen. <laughs> Viper Queen. Besides the Viper Whoa. Queen. Maybe that's what we need for our wrinkles. There you go. Yeah. Was Abraxas, the pet serpent of the three-faced goddess who held the world between its coils ready to destroy it at her order. If your theory is correct, then the three-faced goddess could symbolize the Asteri slash princes of hell, since we only truly hear from Adis, Apollyon, and Regelius. And Abraxas could symbolize the VQ, Viper Queen. Yeah. Oh, I know. Who might be under their <laughs> command. Notice also that one of the books in Jessica's library is titled The Queen with Many Faces. Uh, and like, Jess was over here like, come on, Bryce, pick up what... VQ is. And yeah, and they're like, some small beans, my bay says the three faced goddess makes an appearance in TOG2. The worship, witches worship her. Ella of Starlight says, yes, another connection. And Akatar, too. Which would once again bring up the whole snakes on the front of every cover. And then if that is also the case, then that also would stand behind us getting a House of Many Waters book because she's currently over Therian. So then 
Therian would have to find a way out. And then, you know, there's so much about the River Queen and the River Queen starter that we don't know. And him being under the Viper Queen's hold, you know, he ran from that. So I think we'll see more of that in Hofas. And I really think that we are going to amp up Viper Queen plot points. Do you want to hear some more about the Viper? About about Hydra? Yeah. So Lernian Hydra or Hydra of Lerna. Okay. More often known simply as the Hydra is a serpentine water monster in Greek mythology and Roman mythology. Its lair was the Lake of Lerna in the Argold, which was also the site of the myth of the Danaids. They were the 50 daughters of Danus. Um, I don't know. I can't get into that right now. Lerna was reputed to be an entrance to the underworld. This is the lake. Lerna is the name of the lake. Okay was reputed to be an entrance to the underworld and archaeology has established it as a sacred site older than Mycenaean Argo. In Hydra myth, the monster is killed by Hercules as the second of his 12 labors. According to Hesoid, Hydra was the offspring of Typhon and Echidna. It had poisonous breath and blood so virulent that even its scent was deadly. The Hydra possessed many heads, the exact number of which varies according to the source. Later, versions of the Hydra story add a regeneration feature to the monster. For every head chopped off, the Hydra would regrow two. Yep. We see that if you've ever seen the cartoon Hercules. Hercules required the assistance of his nephew to cut off all the monster's heads and burn the neck using a sword and fire. I love it. The Hydra, like in the Disney cartoon, was oh. one of my favorite things that Hercules I, had to fight. I had never heard of that before. Um, but it says Greek and Roman writers related that Hera placed the Hydra and Crab as constellations in the night sky after Hercules slew them. When the sun is in the sign of Cancer, the constellation Hydra has its head nearby. Interesting. That is really interesting. So, yeah, and like the cartoon Hercules, that's again one of the many things that he has to do to kind of prove it's what impresses the people for who he is. Anyways, I thought that was cool, but hang on. There's a little bit more from the same post. I am a little upset though, that it has nine heads to start out with. Seven would have been (laughs) a lot better. Come on Greek mythology. Yeah. So get with the times. Will ya? The disappointed sloth says, I saw a TikTok video explaining that CC one and two have seven total parts titled, the hollow, the trench, the canyon, the ravine, the chasm, the abyss, and the pit. So from the very first page, SJM was leading us toward Bryce ending up in the pit or Prithian. I don't know how I never noticed before. Not super related, but your theory reminded me. Yeah. It's another she's going in the seven levels of Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So yeah, interesting that in the section titled The Pit, mm-hmm. Bryce ends up in Prithian. Yep. But also... Hunt and Rune are in the dungeons, so... They're also kind of in a pit, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone is in their own form of hell. Ugh. So I also think we've talked about this a little bit before, about the map of Lunathian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to open in another window so I can zoom, because my eyes are old. You are old. I am old. Older than me. Because there's an Archer Street. Ward Avenue, Main Street, Moonwood, the Bone Gate, 
Bryce doesn't live on Archer Street, does she? That's just where the bar is, right? Bryce's old house doesn't say what street it's on. I was just curious. Because they do. Her new apartment looks like it's close to the intersection of Moonwood and Central. Rune's house is close to Archer Street. Okay. I was just curious. It's so weird how she makes sure to mention Archer Street. If something, any, anywhere else that they're going, they just give like the general region of the city. But if something is on Archer Street, she always mentions. It goes through the old square. And yeah, so it's close to that Mugen and Hugen. Mugen and Hugen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That one. That one. So anyways, you know, the, the two ravens. Yeah, yeah. Of Odin. So I want to talk more about hell. But this time... We're going to go to Prithian and talk about hell. Oh, hell with a lowercase h and two L's. Because that's no. how they describe it in Akatar. Yeah, but no. Oh, but oh, um, JK. Because we had an episode that we got real excited about the Court of Nightmares being the underworld. Yes. I forget which theory it is that says the people in the underworld are dead. Was that Norse mythology? Was that hell? The thing with hell? I feel like everything is Norse mythology at this point. There is a lot. I mean, Greek mythology, obviously, with Hades and just the general consensus of the underworld and hell. I had this thought last night on my own. I was actually very proud of myself and also a little angry that I hadn't thought of it before. Because I was thinking about the Court of Nightmares. Yeah. And the underworld. And then hell, H-E-L, from Norse mythology, who was... The guardian of hell. Yeah. So there's a person and a place called hell. And a, and a thing. I found this last night. So have you ever looked up like the meaning of Valaris? It actually has like roots of being veil. And so the meaning of Valaris is like hidden, which makes sense. Yeah. It was kept a secret for and years. And also the veil between worlds. I would like you to know that in Old Norse, H-E-L means Hidden. So Valaris and Hell both mean hidden. That had me really excited. What? So we talked about Hell, the woman, how Uh she looks a lot like Moore. Yeah. She's often depicted in art with blonde hair and literally a red fucking dress. Like she, that's how she's drawn a lot. I know that they're illustrations, but. But still. It's a point that. It's repetitive. Sarah has made. Yeah. That is. Yes. Moore's color is red. (laughs) So here's what I came up with my own last night that I was like, how have I never fucking noticed that? So more is Latin for death. Yes. Yes. And that got me really excited because I'm like, okay, Moore's literally from fucking the court of nightmares. Yeah. All of it. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Gronk. Well, and then the full more again, I know that we have talked about, you know, just the Morrigan, in general and so she is the morrigan is irish mythology and it can be translated more than that too though but the one in for irish mythology is it can be translated as great queen or phantom queen oh yeah yes yes yes. she's she's also the bringer of death yeah the morgan is mainly associated with war and fate especially with foretelling doom death or victory in battle in this role she often appears as a crow she incites warriors to battle and can help bring them about victory over their enemies the morgan encourages warriors to do brave deeds 
strikes fear into their enemies and is portrayed washing the bloodstained clothes of those fated to die. Also, that just made me think, I don't know if we talked about this or if this is just something that I read this past week. We've theorized about more being a witch. Mm-hmm. And I saw a post. I wish I would have saved it because I don't know who to credit right now. Yeah. I think it was on Reddit. Maybe TikTok. I don't know. I'm really sorry. Whoever, but, whoever did it, we are we are legitimately sorry. I'm legitimately sorry. If I find it, we'll 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 put it in the show I notes. Will, I will link it up. But it said it was going along with that same theory that of more being a witch, and it was like Reese says that more becomes in charge when literally everyone else is dead. What if that is so more can do the yielding? And I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm actually obsessed with that. I, what? Oh my gosh. We, we have to find that Reddit post. Yeah. I think it, it was like a comment. Like it wasn't even like a big elaborate thing. It was just like a comment. What if more is a witch? And that's why Reese calls on her last. So she could do the yielding. Why did you just say that so casually? That just like, right. Just, oh, my but BT out. dubs. Yeah. yeah. Also, can we say that, can I just say that the Morgan is described as the envious wife of the Dagda in a shape-shifting goddess? I love that. And then that we've talked about that she's associated with the Banshee of later folklore. Folk, yep. Folklore. And Evermore. Also. And Lover. Um, Manon talks about like flying, how much she loves flying. Hypaxia. Talks about how much she loves flying in the Therian bonus chapter that I just read. Yeah. Because I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Once I started she, reading it, I realized I have read it, but I need to refresh myself. She asks him about like, if he prefers his mirror form or his human form better. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, whatever. And then he asks her and she says she loves flying or whatever. And then I thought, oh, not unlike more in her one tiny weird chapter that she has. Yeah. Where she talks about how much she loves the wind in her hair yeah. riding that horse. Also, can we just talk about, just while we're talking about Moore's weird little chapter, do we think it's Apollyon in the woods watching her? I know that there was like theories of it being like Bryaxis, but since we're making connections to Prithian and Hell. I don't know. I almost, or well. Do you think it was I guess it could Adis? be. I was going like, to say, I guess it could be because of Adis, we assume, is in the library, the cat that um, yeah. Gwen, she says it feels like a cat. My first thought was, if it's not Bryaxis, maybe a Koshche type thing. Yeah, and, and but we also have... maybe Koshche is Apollyon. We don't know, right? I mean, yeah, we don't know. Lord, please let us find out <laughs> before we're like forty five. I have a, I have like before we're forty five. Yeah, that was a good addition. I was gonna say, I feel like we're not gonna get any fucking information with this next book. No, I feel like this next book is literally just gonna like. I think that it will make def- it worse. <laughs> I've seen those theories that they're saying that I think even Sass touched on this. We're going to see that it will definitively set us up for Elaine's book. And I've also seen where people are saying that they guarantee that it will also end the shipping war. I hope. That it will give us enough insight into what is the future. Because with Frost and Starlight, you know, even though we got touches of Nesta and Cassian throughout the first three but then frost and starlight really gave us and like really paved the way 
that, okay, this is going to be Nesta and Cassian's book, mm-hmm. is the next book. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't get any more obvious. So maybe instead of giving us a novella, she's going to use the crossover in Crescent City where the Akatar parts of it are probably going to like almost play out in a novella sense. Yes, we're going to be split, but it's going to be Bryce's POV. It's going to be, you know, and then we're going to be back in Midgard. I don't think we're really going to see a lot of Akatar POV. So then it can almost be that those Akatar sections could almost set us up like a novella would I was gonna say, to I, give us Elaine's I book. I like everyone is so excited thinking this is going to be like a half and half type thing. It's not it's going not to be. be. It's still a Crescent City book. It's still a Crescent City book. We're not going to see, if we do see a POV, it's going to be in those bonus chapters with and Asriel. We might see it, but I think it'll be more from Bryce's POV. Worst, biggest thing is it could just split halfway. We could pop into Asriel's head. Or we won't pop into Asriel's head. We'll pop into Nessa's head because we've already been in there. Did you read that supposed leak page pages? Did you read all of it? I didn't read all of it. I kind of stopped. Also, the translation made it really, really hard. So I stopped and especially those first three chapters that leaked, which apparently the whole book leaked is what people are saying. Yeah, I didn't see And that. I didn't see it. I got a few things, but those translations made it hard. And then I also just, I don't know. I just don't trust it. I want to see if I want to see it come from like Bloomsbury yeah. press, but I do, I, I, I am on the train that it's going to set us up and it's going to give us enough of the Akatar world Again, not from their POVs, but I think we're going to see enough that happens through everyone else's eyes that's going to set us up for that next Akatar book. So then we just smoothly go into that one, hopefully in 2025. January 2025. I'm really... I <sighs> think she's going to give us something in November. Nah, she ain't going to give us something oh. in November. I feel like book four is going to have to be House of Many Waters, and that's going to be a fucking... Therian POV. I like him enough as a side character. I don't fucking care. I don't know if maybe it'll, a lot of it, I think, too, will depend on what's going to happen with Ethan and like what's going to happen with Ariadne and what maybe we'll get more clued in on that. But I think that there's a lot left with Therian because there's that whole world underwater that we lit, unless we get something in this, we have not even seen but a few POVs here and there. I mean, there's a whole, we know nothing about any of those water queens whatsoever, but I think there's just too much backstory that is just left pending with all these fucking river queens. Cause even like the whole thing where she's like, oh, well, you know, I found out, found out this information, the waters talk. I'm sure my sisters have heard that too. It's so what else is going on? Obviously they have their own politics. They have their own stuff. I I do. I think that there's going to be. A lot more, especially with this crossover, especially if there's a whole snake in the ocean. Jormund Gunder. Okay, I got more stuff if you want to hear it. Gimme. Okay. Me, 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 me. I was looking at more stuff about our girl Fury. Uh Uh-huh. And the whole Thanatos thing Mm -hmm. we've all discussed. Yeah. So I wanted to know more about Thanatos and Greek mythology. Thanatos is associated with death. Ancient Greeks believed the souls of the dead were brought to the realm of the afterlife, the underworld, by Thanatos. Mm-hmm. They paid a ferryman named Charon to cross the river Styx, which can also be called the Acheron, A-C-H-E-R-O-N. Yeah. 
In yeah. some mythologies, it's not two separate rivers. It's one and the same. So there's that. Don't you love that they have to pay a ferry to get their soul across? I, I It sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what they paid in. Well, so in some cultures with the dead that you actually are supposed to leave a coin with them. And a lot of times they will put them on their eyes. Ugh. And I don't, I can't remember the significance of putting it on their eyes, but I think a lot in like Irish mythology, you give them a coin and then that pays their way. So the Acheron River is full of all of the damned souls. Yes. The souls that cross are judged and are either sent to Elysium, which is paradise. Mm -hmm. Do you know this? Go on. (laughs) Tartarus, which is the dark pit where the bad are tortured or the third place. Asphodel Meadows, which is a mind-numbing place for the neutral, people who will be forgotten. That's exactly where the fucking humans live in Lunathian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did. Just as general, because, well, you know, I like mythology stuff so much. Like This is all very new to me. Pulled that right out of those recesses of my brain. Yep. The Asphodel Meadows is not one that is really brought up too much because it is kind of like purgatory in a lot of like stories that really pull from the mythologies, they don't really talk about Asphodel Meadows too much. It's more like the heaven and hell where you're either going to go and live in paradise or you're you're going to be a tortured soul for eternity. But once you started naming, you're like, and the third, I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's actually listed in the middle, but I put it last for but like, dramatic effect. But like, I know like... I knew where it was, but yeah. you saying the third one that because it doesn't get mentioned very often, mm-hmm. especially in like larger like fantasy based stories. It it's not one that's talked about a lot because how boring of just oh I'm stuck in purgatory like you know yeah where it's oh we're gonna be at the highest high or the lowest low nobody gives a fuck about the middle. So Thanatos is the son of the goddess Nyx, mm-hmm. who was known for her shadowy figure. She was called the personification of night. Some say that Thanatos had no father, that he was a broken off piece of Nyx's spirit. I thought that's very interesting. Feyre, whenever they name Nyx, talks about naming Nyx after a goddess specifically. But it, it is very interesting that of the father piece of that. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of it as... Pharaoh's Nyx, I was thinking of it as if Thanatos was that in Greek mythology, could Sarah have used that as like fury? Like fury is just a yeah, broken off just piece a piece of yeah, because Thanatos' spirit. And if, you know, if there are other like... Because alleg- like they talk about Apollyon like, using his essence to... Yes. And I'm Ugh. like... <laughs> I'm just like sperm. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm like... His hot dog juices... There's a lot more, but this, the last thing that I have that I thought was maybe relevant, I don't know, is that Thanatos had a sibling named Moros, M-O-R-O-S, mm-hmm. who is the personified spirit of impending doom. So we were just like linking things to more earlier. I'm like, oh, Moros, impending doom. He also had a brother called Hypnos. There's one named Eris, too. The god of sleep, which Eris is the god of 
There's war. not shit about Eris. I looked. Some some places it's spelled E R I S. Some places it's E R O S. Well, there's literally Eris A R E S, who is the god of war and courage. Oh, I didn't see that one. He is one of the twelve Olympians and the son of Zeus and Hera. Yeah, that's why. That's why immediately he is in favoring the losing Trojan over Trojans over the Greeks and instigating family trouble through affairs and revenge. Ares drew the ire of his parents and other gods. He was also seen as a necessary evil amongst the Greeks who worshipped him whenever they went to battle but associated his behavior with their enemies otherwise. Oh, I typed in um, Ares and the first thing is Ares and Azrael mates. I love it. Oh yeah, because Ares is the Greek goddess of strife and discord. Okay. And that, yeah, and that's E-R-I-S. Her Roman equivalent is Discordia. Which means the same. Discordia. That was to the tune of Discordia. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. You, Rihanna would be proud. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think she would. No, you're right. Uh, I'm just happy that you just sang through that. You're welcome. <laughs> what else you got? That was it. I really thought we were going to be able to branch off. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, I was really excited about the Thanatos and no, the, uh, the Asphodel Meadows thing like sent me in a spiral. I was so excited. I like, well, it, I mean, honestly, anything with the mythology stuff, like at this point, I listen, I tried to read the spoilers. I asked for spoilers and I was given spoilers, but I'm going to be honest with you. Like people are upset about. I still don't know what the fuck's going on. I I don't I don't know. There's just a part of my soul that's I don't trust it until I read from yeah you know my Kindle or the hardback or listen to it on Audible until I hear it from Bloomsbury Publishing themselves and from SJM's mind. I just can't trust it. Okay, I'm going to have a controversial opinion about something okay spoilers just For a, what? For just the next new general book? oh over blanket spoilers there has to be a line of when something is no longer a spoiler oh i'm sorry all the people pissed off about the post that she made Yes. Yeah. And you know what I said? I went it's in the like, they announced the fucking bonus chapters that months is ago. Literally what I said in a comment to somebody yeah. who was so worked up. I said it was a big leap for them to do that. But we've known since like July whenever they released those chapters. I mean, I, I don't know if it summer, early fall when they released those chapters we already knew that and no one was throwing a fit then. So that's where I'm like, okay, I understand that there are a lot of people late to the game, whatever, but you cannot go on to social media two years after a book has been released and not expect to see quote unquote spoilers. I'm sorry. That's like people that are like throne of glass spoilers. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. That is 2012. No, they're not. Uh, that would be like people being like, oh, Harry Potter spoilers. No, 
No, they're not. Oh, no one was upset about the Hunger Games. No one's upset about that. So that's why I guess I just don't understand why this is any different. Also, people that are just like, oh, yeah, I just started Akatar, but I've seen all this stuff. It doesn't look like that Farrah's with Tamlin. Okay, first off, that's from 2015. At, at some point, you just have to buck up and just understand that spoilers are going to be out there. People want to talk about the ending of the book that happened two fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to go and spoil something if we're talking face to face. or I'm not going to go drop into comments and be like, oh, my God, blah, 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 like give it all away. But when it's the last fucking line of a book and it is literally Reese saying it where it's not a scenario that someone has drawn out. It's a literal written quote. What are you supposed to do with that? Why are you gate? Why are you not allowing people to talk about it? Yeah. I mean, personally, I think eight months is enough to where people need to be able to talk about it. I mean, we can talk about it in here because we've clearly given the spoiler warning at the beginning that like, if you venture into here, you're going to hear shit that you may not know yet. And that's on you. We gave you a warning. Mm -hmm. And then that's where people are like, well, you could have given a spoiler warning. I don't understand why all of a sudden everyone's content needs to have a spoiler warning. Yeah. I, I, I get the book coming out. You don't want people going on the internet no, and no, immediately no, no, saying no. shit like that. That's what I'm saying. Totally eight, get that. eight months. Eight months is kind of one of those to where, and not even a yeah. spoiler, but like, you can still do art. You can still do concept. You can still do, you know, because I truly believe that we're going to find out in this one that Lydia and Rune are mates. We've talked about the mate behavior. We've already talked about that. I think that that's going to come out. And there's already Lydia and Rune art because of day and night. But at some point, people are going to need to be able to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that it is someone being an asshole. If you are literally in a targeted audience where you are under the SJM umbrella, you just have to dodge it. You have to watch out, remove yourself from those accounts, remove yourself from that block, certain hashtags. I'm sorry. It, it gets to a point where then what are we supposed to do as bookstagrammers? What are you supposed to do as cosplayers? You have to wait five years. It's, I understand that everybody's, well, there's all these new readers. It didn't matter when Harry Potter was coming out. It didn't matter. It didn't matter when the Divergent series was coming out or the Hunger Games. And I know that social media wasn't like the way that it was. I mean, we were just in MSN Messenger and AIM and, you know, they had those like chat rooms, basically older Reddit, but you have to just take that risk when you go on to looking for SJM shit. Yeah. You're following creators that are specifically doing SJM. You're going to have something fucking ruined for you. I actually have recently seen an uptick in Facebook groups and stuff of bookish groups, like general discussion or whatever. People be like, I just started blah, blah, blah. Does anyone have non-spoiler fan art that I can kind of visualize these yeah. characters? And I think that's totally fine. I think so too. If you are putting but yourself... But to go look for it and then be pissed if you get yeah, spoiled. Yeah, you've built yourself up yeah. and you call yourself a bookstagrammer. You've built yourself up and then you're mad. You're like, I have all these thousands of followers, but I'm mad that people No, that's I immediately shared those quotes because I'm like, they've announced the bonus chapters months ago. Yeah. 
it's not a spoiler. And that's, I think that was my biggest beef about it is that because that was the one specific thing that everybody was pissed off about. She already told us. If you're not here for it right now, that's fine. But that's also no different than, you know, people only had a few days whenever the Marvel movie came out before they found out that half the superheroes fucking died. Just a few days. If you basically, if you didn't see it that first two weeks that it was out, and I'm even honestly giving them a longer window, they were going to ruin it all for you. I'm sorry. I mean, no one's coming for people that are doing that. I mean, I'm sure people were pissed, but it. why is it any different? Why am I not allowed to talk about a book that we have been anticipating for two years? We're excited. I think that we should be able to have a moment where in six months we can just unleash it. Because it's also some some of it I've seen where it's the same people that bitched about the first hundred pages of Crescent City that couldn't get through it. And then now all of a sudden they fucking care about spoilers. I don't know. It sent me and I understand. I, I, I guess I just would like to know at what point do we consider it free reign to talk about where we have to wait, you know, 12 years and we're still calling it spoilers the biggest thing was people losing their minds over what Sarah and Bloomsbury shared with Nesta, Azrael and Bryce, because I'm like, if you hadn't been living under a rock and you, if you're that like invested into it, you could go and look and you could have seen those are available bonus chapter, like soon to be available bonus chapters. That's just so, I mean, again, it's a controversial opinion. I don't agree if like we, when we read it, (laughs) When we read it by the 31st, (laughs) us going on and ruining it for people. Absolutely not. I mean, we're going to talk about it on here. And again, this podcast contains spoilers. Yeah. And we can even do an extra like we are going to be talking about HoFast. If you have not read it, do not listen to this episode yet. I mean, and I think that that's fair enough because, again, you're in that six to eight month window that, yeah, let give people time. I understand it. There's books that have come out in the fall that I still have not read, but I'm going to be honest with you. There has been art that I've seen about it and I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, going fast. And honestly, it's one of those that out of context, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Or also, you don't know, was that just someone's like head cannon? You know, that's yeah. like, that's like people that have never read Harry Potter before and get caught in fanfic. And they're like, Oh my God, Hermione ends up with Draco. Honestly, if you've never read it, you would 100% think that Hermione ends up with Draco with all of the Germione fan art. So you just have to just tell yourself like, okay, I, I don't know if that's fan art or not and just move on. I don't know. Again, controversial, but I don't know. They just went on like a 10 minute rant about it. <laughs> I mean, I do know. <laughs> Shut up. As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job, your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt, a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst, 
dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top grain American leather in a variety of colors, and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code THEORIES at caseleatherworks.com. So um, I know that, I mean, you're not a full Tam stan, but you definitely feel like that he deserves a little bit more of an arc, which I also did read that fanfic the other day. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, because we got Lucian in there. and I don't know. I don't know that I think he deserves a redemption arc. I just feel like he doesn't deserve all the sh- Everybody shits on him. I don't think he deserves that necessarily. I think he and Reese are like the same fucking character. And the fact that everyone f- falls on their knees for Reese, but then they're like, oh, I will fall on my shitting knees Shitting all Reese. over Tamlin. I'm just like, it- it's the same fucking thing. That's well, because he's blonde. Well, I get that, but... <laughs> So, Emmy Ago, mm-hmm. two months ago, SJM's own thoughts on Tamlin. I'm going into this blind, baby. Me I and know you. she's lied out her ass about that man. Yeah, on the book tour. So, SJM's own thoughts on Tamlin. I think it's easy to imagine how someone would fall in love with Tamlin. After all, he was the first person to ever prioritize her. And she's talking about Farah. And then she says, but I also knew that when it, whatever happened under the mountain to Farah and to Tamlin would really break her and break them. Prithian's not our modern world. They don't have therapy. They have magic, but they don't possess some of the resources that we do in this world or even the vocabulary to be able to talk about trauma and PTSD the way that we can. Then she goes on to say, I never wanted Farah and Reese or even Tamlin to have all of their suffering swept under the carpet to magically be happy again because that's not how it works. And then she goes on to also say... Traumas linger and need to be faced and healed. In Mist and Fury, Tamlin doesn't do that and it destroys him and then it nearly destroys Feyre, which is very like real worldy. You know, you're not recognizing your trauma and then and so then everyone around you is also going to sink on your ship. Um, I'm not really sure the context of this, but it says, I knew the moment that Reese walked onto the page what Reese could be to Farah and what kind of journey they'd have to take to get there. I could probably write 20 paragraphs about the whys and hows of it, so I'll just say that it was really carefully planned and that there will be no switching slash flipping back. She and Reese are a thousand percent endgame. But Tamlin definitely still has his own major journey to make in the next book. It'd be really annoying. It'd be really boring for me to write it if he was just straight up a bad guy. So she must be talking about Akwar, like between Mist and Fury and Akwar. So is she insinuating that was his, I guess, him saving her and giving her that boost was like his redemption? I could see. I mean, yeah, and him bringing Reese back to life. Yeah. And so this was transcribed from a. YouTube interview that says there's more to Tamlin than through Farah, through what the lens of her narration sees. It would be really interesting to see Tamlin through other POVs in an in-depth sort of way. Those like firsthand one-on-one interactions that are not Farah. 
I think, I think thoughts with Reese would be really interesting just because him seeing how broken Feyre is and him stepping back enough to allow her to kind of make decisions on her own, but also him trying to pull her in and help her and let her see you're actually suffering here. Eat this fucking food. Please don't go home and throw up all the time. Um, I think Lucian's POV would be very interesting to see. Seeing that, especially in those times whenever he just real realized what Tamlin actually did to basically backstab all the rest of the other courts with the king. Just some of those moments, I think, through their POV, especially Lucian. Poor Lucian, my God. If we do not get POVs from him... In Elaine's book, I'm going to die. SJM also goes on to say, but he is an interesting character. It's just that he's not for Feyre and he still has a lot of journeying to do. So I'm wondering if maybe the spring court it's been hinted at is like in shambles. Fucking shit. Tamlin's just kind of abandoned his shit. and just roaming around in his fucking beast form. I kind of hope and pray and (laughs) want it in my soul that... If we do see Elaine and Lucian's mating bond really grow, because Lucian still obviously cares a lot about Tamlin, Mm -hmm. that we will see Tamlin come back. Not obviously not in a love interest sort of way for anyone right up front, like no inner circle, but maybe to have him come back and that that be like just part of a main character arc. Cause I do kind of feel like that he had his quote unquote redemption arc by, you know, like you said, bringing Reese back to life. And, but I think having him be a pillar in the story again and maybe mending that relationship with Lucian, because there's a lot of loose ends with Lucian that are not tied up between him and Tamlin. There's just a lot of loose ends with Lucian in general that, I really think that we need to see more of and that we're going to have a big opportunity to see more of. I think maybe it'll be less of a, and I mean, he's going to come along with it, of course, but I, I kind of wonder if it's going to be less of a Tamlin storyline and more of a, what the fuck do we do now that the spring court is destroyed essentially? Yeah. Um, but I feel like that there's going to have to be a moment that they're going to have to fucking pull Tamlin. Yeah, I'm sure out of it. And him rise back up to being a true high lord over something. He's literally just wandering the lands. He he has nothing. Mm-hmm. And for that spring court to be built back up. But I also know that we're going to fucking... Grayson and his fucking dad are going to cause a lot of fucking shit with those queens. And I think that that will also play a big part in the spring court storyline. Because Tamlin just basically handed all that shit over. He gave up, handed it over, and now he's wallowing in self-pity. Sorry that you just didn't work out, okay? You and Feyre basically had a high school relationship, and it didn't work out. Uh, You you know, you, you fell fast. You doted on each other. You were, you know, number one. And then you got to actually... see. You took off the rose colored glasses, and you got to see the cracks in the foundation. And you were like, wow, this is not great. Yeah, that's true. And I think that he he needs to fill those cracks in and build himself back up. 
Because we do see that journey with Feyre kind of putting herself first for a while. I mean, yes, the relationship obviously with her and Reese and Akamaf like, you know, grew and, but she still was healing herself. Tamlin has never taken that opportunity to heal himself. He literally handed over everything he had to the King of Highburn and was just like, here, help me fix my problems. Yeah. He did, he went to other people to fix his problems and it's something he has to do inside for himself. And I think that it being brought to like Lucian being like, bro, you're literally handing over these lands to the fucking humans that are pieces of shit that want us dead. Yeah. Not even good humans. They want us dead. You got to get your head out of your ass and do something. I think that we will see a big part of that in the next Akatar book. Not Crescent City, so everybody calm down. We're not going to fucking see that. I doubt we'll even see fucking Tamlin. He's off just loping around as a beast. I kind of wonder where the next Akatar book's going to go because, I mean... Well, I mean, we got to kill Koshe. Right, I mean, Koshe is going to be a big storyline. She's really setting up for issues with the Illyrians. Yeah, that is also growing, especially after the war. Everybody was upset that everybody went to die. Yeah. Um... And Jill's freaking theory about the Weaver and yes. Frost and Starlight. Oh my God. That, I think about that all the time. All I the just saw, fucking I, time. It's not fair how much I think about it. I just saw a post today. People rereading, of course, shit before season Oh, three, yeah. And like, people are like, it's cute, but you can skip it. I'm no. Like, if you bitches only knew. No. If you, if you bitches had Jill. If you had Jill in your life, if yeah. you had us and Jill. You would know. You would absolutely know. I, so I have one of my coworkers, I almost said classmate, one of my classmates, <laughs> fuck me, one of my coworkers, um, so she just finished war, and then she she was like, should I read Frost and Starlight? And I said, Stephanie, if you fucking skip Frost and Starlight, I will drop kick your ass. I will curb stomp your head. And I aggressively said that to her. And she was like, okay, damn. So she read it. But it's also really funny because she's, I am really tired of Nesta's back and forth with Cassian. I am like, cause she's an Akasif. And I'm like, it, give it a, it's fine. <laughs> take it for, take, take the angsty Nesta for what she is. Her and Cassian also have some traumas that they both need to work out. Yeah. And she's got to put her hands on the motherfucking headboard. So just (laughs) give us a minute and you'll get there. You'll see it. I I told her, I was like, it's, they're going to have an HEA. So just work through it. Okay. That's all I'm going to give you. And she was like, okay. Cause you could tell she was like, I'm tired of her. I'm tired of this grandpa. (laughs) That's too damn bad. (laughs) You keep digging. You keep digging. You find that lipstick too. God. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And so she's fine. <laughs> so tell all your friends to read Frost and Starlight. Yeah. It's 200 pages. Fuck all the way off. And guess what? You can count it on your Goodreads. <laughs> it counts as a fucking book. Cassie and Farrah get drunk and it's adorable. And it's, Asriel's pissed. And I love it. so pissed. And I have some great like art over there. That's what they're doing. And he's like picking up their shit. He's like, my God. God, honestly, I envision it that that's me and you getting trashed and then Casey's picking up everything and he's bringing us bowls of popcorn. 
Totino's pizza. She's like, my God, these people. I guess I do want, I want Lucian, or Lucian. I want Tamla to get his head out of his ass. That's, that's what I want. Oh, I do like that somebody put on here. There's more to Tamlin through than through Feyre, through what lens, through what the lens of her narration sees. And they put yeast. <laughs> I'd like to see him through Lucian's POV or even his own POV. And this is little underscore Firelane. That would be really cool to have a bonus chapter through his eyes, especially with the humans kind of in invading the Spring Court what that would look like and his thoughts on things. And it can even be, I think it would even be cool to be a conversation with Lucian. I don't know. Cause we Do don't still live in the spring court. I mean, I know he, like- he pretty much sent everyone away. He's pretty much just left it wide open. Alice went back to, I know, but I mean like there had to have been like thousands of people that just lived there. Right. Yeah. Normal ass people. Yeah. So well, where'd they go? Do they still live there? No, he sent them all away. Where, where did they go? They went to other courts. They were accepted into other courts because basically they've considered the spring court fallen. Can I send you this theory? Of course. Yeah. Wait, is that what we're doing here? Mm-hmm. I guess. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Um, I will just tell you though, this Laryl underscore Lick said, no, for real. I really dislike the narrative that Tam- Tamlin needs a love interest to fix him. I understand this is a romance series, but come on. As a person who has read all of Sarah's books, I really don't want to read another Kale and Irene situation. Why not? Tower of Dawn was a great book. Everybody can fuck all the way off. I don't understand everyone's hate for it. Because we didn't like Kale? Okay. Then go find another salad. Arugula, baby. Yeah. yeah. Put a different dressing on it, I guess. I don't know. I had a whole roll of Kale out here. You know how to... Oh, you do? Do you eat kale regularly? Yes. So what people do wrong with kale is that it needs an acidic dressing. Yes. And you have to massage it. And yes. And you have to let it sit before you put anything else on yes. it. Yes. And that's why people don't fucking like kale. Yeah. Because you can't eat that shit with ranch. You got to use a vinaigrette. Yeah. Facts. Straight facts. An Italian t- dressing. A, Italian a dressing. A Caesar works well with, with it too. It's really, Something really good. acidic. You do a little bit of a lemon on it just to go ahead and get it go. So then you lighten it up. You lighten it up because it can be bitter. You you got to lighten it up. Use something acidic, baby. Early spring kale, delicious. You get a little bit later in the summer, it does get a little bit more bitter. What I love about that is that Sarah J. Mass said that she initially had him named Chaos. Yes. He is not Chaos. No. He's so vanilla. <laughs> He's like... so vanilla. He's so fucking He's funny. a vanilla way for 110%. But you I know lo- what I just thought of? What? Isn't that Nix's mother's name? Vanilla? Chaos. <laughs> Nyx is like the daughter of chaos. Oh, maybe. That does seem right. I feel like we have talked about that. I just thought she was being insane. But see, everybody thinks that Dorian is part of, which I also believe with that, with the shadows and shit. That he's part of the Starborn line. Because we don't know anything about yeah. his mother. Mother, I'm hungry. Oh, but while you're reading that, um yeah the offspring of chaos yeah so see she wasn't crazy just not for kale we did we needed an arugula that's spicy <laughs> um it says in all of sarah's books all of the make male characters that have done shitty stuff oh, have- shit. what 
One of Nix's kids' name was Kerr, K-E-R. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen that. I think that I've said that. You did? I'm pretty sure. Okay. But go on. No, just like the more Kier? Yeah, I know. Eris? Yeah. We already talked about that one. I'll give you that. Yeah. But just... Yeah. I think I did it in a way where I was like, hmm, sounds like someone else we know. I don't think I was just like, oh my, you know, I was just like, hmm, you sounds didn't get a, as excited as me. Sounds an awful lot. Well, because I think I was in the middle of a fucking theory oh. about, but I was just like, oh yeah, it sounds an awful lot like someone it's else we know. Okay. So it says in all of Sarah's books, all the make male characters have done that have done shitty stuff have been quote fixed by a female character, which really leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But there's also so many background characters that are better bad suited taste. than Tamlin. What? A bad taste. Like kale. Unseasoned kale. <laughs> With no dressing on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because to make a romance arc work for Tamlin, you have to go through healing Tamlin first to make it believable and realistic, which is going to be ugly. And I can bet people are going to focus more on all the shitty things Tamlin does to the female or male could be an interesting spin because any form of gay representation is not existing besides Morgan, but that was brushed under the rug. Love interest instead of focusing on Tamlin working on himself and his court, which is why I feel a non-romance healing arc would be better for him far away from the overused redemption arcs. Like what more could, can the doc, what more can the guy do? Words and actions aren't going to be enough, not for the IC or these readers who straight up say death is what suits him best, which is really disgusting. Okay, I don't think that he needs to die. No, no I think he's still like pinnacle to the story. Because like I said earlier, like the Supreme Court has fallen. He's literally going through a depressive episode, walking around in his beast form. Kale's story was, I mean, yes, Obviously, like him and Irene became something, but it was I not. I mean, she also paralyzed his ass to make you feel sorry for him. Like it worked. I mean, it really did. It really did. And he had to work through a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, my God, he he was not. And Irene hated him at first. Yes. Which I loved. Well, I also loved that, too. She was like, basically, you're kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. But also, and- does it still work? yeah right does it you know what i i think that is a very fair question i do i really don't know if it is but it made me laugh well because he was a dick oh wait (laughs) hold on two on the nose (laughs) yes sorry 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 uh he was a total asshole and so that was just really her to just be like snarky. So does it still work? And when she's like healing him and it's painful for him, she like kind of enjoys yeah, that. She's, you know what? I identify with a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those men just need to hurt. Okay. She says it's a happily. You want to know? So I was sending you literally quotes this week, laughing my ass off about Dorian and Kale <laughs> when Selena's in bed. Like on her period. Feeling like shit from her period. Yeah, literally the same day, I'm like complaining about how shitty I feel. Yeah. And Jameson says, yeah, I don't feel great either. He was like joking, but, but I was just like, thought, get out. I was just like, no way. I was just telling Kelly this today. I will say Casey is really good about that. Not being like, I feel like shit too, where I'm literally like, yeah. I know it's my period and I'm dying. 
Yeah, he was totally joking. Right, but it's just like, there are women that... I can't tell you the rest of our conversation because he would never forgive me, but it's Uh, very funny. We can... (laughs) I'll cover up the mic. Yeah, right. Anytime you're like, oh, I'll cut that out. No, it fucking ends up in the episode. Because I rehear it and I'm like, that's fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) We, We don't have... we. We don't have all these listeners like without that, what do we have? Yeah. We're giving them raw kale (laughs) (laughs) with no vinaigrette on top of it, bro. (laughs) I mean, my God, all their acidic asses. I don't know. I like how that I've spun this onto Tamlin and I literally have talked so much shit about Tamlin. But I think that, like I said, I think that there's a way, not necessarily him having his own book. I mean, because he technically already did have his own fucking book. He doesn't need another one. Kale Salad didn't have his own book. He had Akitar. Why did you look like that? It was literally about Tamlin and Feyre. Uh, Read that theory that I sent you so I can eat more popcorn. Jesus Christ. What word is that? (laughs) What is... What is Ar- Argonautica? I think you should look it up. I mean, that sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> You're like... And then Jason. What the fuck? Greek epic poem written by Apollonius. Nope. Apoll... Apollonius. Nope. Hold on. Oh, my God. Apollonius. Hmm. There we go. Rhodius. In the third century BC. And then Jason. <laughs> Jason and the Golden Fleece. What is that? Just why is their names Apollonius, Argonautica, and Jason? What the hell? <laughs> he's definitely a middle child. They're like, he's not epic enough. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> oh my God. This was five hours ago. God. Okay, I'm sweating. So, <laughs> I just saw the name with Bryce. And okay, theory. Crescent City is Medea? is Argonautica. <laughs> Bryce is Medea. <laughs> Hunt is Jason. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I'm sweating. <laughs> this person, I I don't mean to laugh, but <laughs> so I have a PhD in ancient Greek literature, folk heavily focusing on the Iliad. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got very caught up that it was five hours ago. I'm really sorry, Grace in P45. Sorry, 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 sorry. 
what I'm always going to give credit where credit is due. My bad. I was a slip up. I read, I saw it in my, I saw it. So Grace in P45. Five hours ago at the time of this recording, which is almost midnight our time. Mm -hmm. Why do we do this to ourselves? So I have a PhD in ancient Greek literature, heavily focusing on the Iliad, Odyssey, and Argonautica. Grace, I hope I'm saying that okay. I read the books for the first time just now, and a few connections jumped out at me that I thought I would share. Because SJM is clearly heavily influenced by Greek myth, and a lot of these are less well-known. I actually think a lot of the story is inspired by the Argonautica. I've seen theories on other subs showing mythical inspiration for storylines, such as Koshe for Akatar. So I think this is the CC equivalent. Also, I'd just like everyone to know I'm reading this blind. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck I'm reading. When do I? Honestly, though. When do we ever? Peleus. He's from Greek myth. He's Jason's <laughs> uncle. I'm sorry. He's Jason's uncle who <laughs> usurped. Is that word usurped? Usurped. That was close. That's not a word I use very often. I'm not, you know, I'm not kicking anybody's ass off of a throne. Usurped. 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 Give it to me again, babe. Usurped. Usurped. Okay, I was saying ooh. I was giving it along where it's just you. Okay, okay. Not mad. Not mad. He's Jason's... (laughs) God, it's just, it's so, it's so white. He's Jason's uncle who usurped the throne, which leads me to believe that the updated version of the story we have is true and that he usurped Thea and that his name was a hint to this all along. Peleus tells Jason that he can have the throne back if he accomplishes a quest for the Golden Fleece, a magical object that comes from the body of a ram, just like a horn. Also an Aries, I'm just saying. Hunt is also sent on a deliberately impossible quest by Micah relating to the horn for a return to his freedom. Both Jason and Hunt must reluctantly work with a beautiful young princess to accomplish their quest, Medea and Bryce. Hunt has the Triari as Jason has the Argonauts. Most scholars agree that Medea and the Golden Fleece are intertwined. Jason cannot take the fleece without Medea, and they're often described in similar terms and treated as one, just like Bryce becomes one with the horn. And also, like, their lightning powers overlapping. Or, like, his lightning powers supercharging her star powers. She's a superstar. Okay, I thought you would like that a little bit more than you did, so. Moving on. Medea... Her father and her family, similar to Bryce and the Autumn King, are all connected to a fire slash sun, a star imagery, because they're descendants of Helios, the sun god. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Whose mother is the Titan Thea, who is associated with, quote, shining, oh, not to be confused with Stephen King, the sun, moon, and sight. So similar to Bryce, her star, Luna's horn, a descendant of Thea. Medea is also often connected to Artemis, the hunter, 
connected to Orion, which we mm-hmm. have talked about. For you, very reluctantly <laughs> talked about. Bryce reminds me of Medea, and they're both princesses. Medea is viewed as a barbarian in the Greek world, and other, just like Bryce, who's half human. Her father is an antagonist to the story, as Medea is his possession, as is the fleece. So he does not want her to leave with Jason and pers- and pursues them. I think this is similar to Bryce's relationship with her father and his presumed ownership of her. Medea goes to her aunt, Circe, a witch, for help, like Bryce often calls on Jezeba in a similar role. Medea has a positive relationship with her sister and mother. The Argonautica like the Odyssey, is viewed almost like a tale of exploring other worlds because they sail beyond the boundaries of the known Greek world and encounter various mythical things. Their journey through the clashing rocks is reminiscent of a portal gate to another world. Important to note that these myths preceded Europides. Euripides? I don't know. Hang on. uh, I would think that it would be a long... We'll see if it's right. I really have no idea. No, I yeah. Euripides. Euripides. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Your your saying was much more Greek than God, that's so fucking validating. I don't know why. Like, you needed that? Nothing gets me hyped like being right about something. Okay. Christ. Say say it for me one more time. Euripides. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, important to note that the myths preceded Euripides' Medea, where she murders their children. So I'm not factoring that in as they're two separate versions of the character. Bryce loves children. Other things from the myth that could be relevant at some point. Jason kills Medea... I'm, you're startled too. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to this be. This is all- not gonna happen. Jason kills Medea's brother. No. And performs a dismemberment ritual. I hope Hunt doesn't kill Rune. SJM doesn't follow the myths exactly, so I'm not too worried. I am now. Jason is explicitly compared to Sirius in the Argonautica. This is a bad omen because Sirius foreshadows death and or pain. To me, this is a sign of Hunt's connection to the dead Assyri, which is long theorized, and his role as the Umber Mortis. I've seen theories that Hunt's mysterious breed is something to do with Peleus, making him part fey. Highly likely, if he's a Jason allegory of Peleus's, as Peleus is his uncle. The final antagonist of this epic is Talos. Talos? Halos? Yep. A giant. God bleeds Iker, immortal blood, who is killed by Medea's magic. I hope it's Regalius. <gasps> a little teenage son of a bitch. Medea doesn't return. Huh? You think he took over Edward's body? She says he's 17. Oh, 100%. That's definitely her nod to Stephanie. She's like, what up, girl? I see you. <laughs> He doesn't sparkle in the sun, but he does shine a little bit. So, He's full of first light, so. 
up his butt. <laughs> weird thing why is nobody else talking about this <laughs> they're, they're seated on the throne and that's how the first yeah it goes show. right up their ass what the fuck saying i mean the reverse bidet re- i mean i mean i guess it's a regular bidet a reverse bidet would be like coming out of them right <laughs> <laughs> no i think you're They'd right be like shitting person <laughs> <laughs> they would be shitting oh god <clears throat> Anyways, Medea doesn't return to her world in the end. Colchis, Colchis, double C sounds like Crescent City. Col, Col, Colchis, yeah. Colchis, also, okay. But again, there's little pieces of myth and tales all throughout SJM's books, and they're usually not in an exact mirror, which wouldn't be any fun. So this is probably more useful for understanding her inspiration rather than predicting anything. I don't know. I think there were, uh... If they touch one hair on Rune Dannon's head, I'm going to tell everybody three things. Philonus355 says, if Hunt kills Rune, I will fling myself into the sun. (laughs) I feel you. Okay, so Grace NP45 also says, to me, it can't be a coincidence that Peleus, Thea, and Sirius are all important names in the CC books and are all also connected to the myth of Jason and Medea, which centers on a magical object from a ram which is intertwined with a young princess. And then we've got our classic Charlie Day gif with all of his red strings. and I love it. I love it. I love that this commenter's name is Fried Twinkie. So it says, love this background. Medea is one of my favorite mythical figures. She's a woman of immense power. Also, inordinately for her position with society. And very strong-willed. Same as Bryce in both ways. And it's not lost on me that Jessiba, in exile, turns people who cross her into animals just like Cersei. Most details of the setting, lore and social structure in CC, is pulled right from... Greco-Roman society. These parallels have to be purposeful. Purposeful. No, it's all filler. All of it. All of it. Book girl baddie. This is so good. I always thought Hunt would be forced to torture Rune while they're being held by the Asteri. And now I'm even more worried is going to come true. Don't do this to me. (laughs) Don't. One hair on his head. One. Lydia will destroy somebody. She will. They have to be mates. My God. Yeah. True mates. <laughs> Fay mates, if you will. Playmates? No. I'm sorry. That was... They have to be. She's going to save him. But he won't. I... No. Now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. Okay? I'm real mad. I think that's good. I'm not familiar with any of those things. No. Medea or Jason. No, same. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know a few Jasons and uh, we all know Medea. I've seen a Tyler Perry movie or two. Yeah. I mean, it's not spelt the same. So obvi, but. Oh, my God. I, I just funny. couldn't. I just couldn't hold myself together. I apologize. That's the storyline behind it. Very parallel. But I. I. I was losing it. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Basically. I get it. Um, that was fun. I liked that. I don't, it's not a palate cleanser because now I'm scared. 
but <laughs> isn't that how we always end these? We We're always have... scared. Yeah. <laughs> I always fuck up something. I am afraid. And I'm so scared. Like, my friends are with me and I'm still afraid. I was going to say, like, that's like a, a Reddit post where I'd seen like somebody was trying to email their professor like, I'm afraid I won't be able to miss class, but they hit send and it just said, I am afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally something I would do. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. I hate just class or emailing. Like spelling stuff wrong or also, sending stuff wrong. Oh, but I do I, on this show all the time. Whenever I inquired about the school to send my son to, I emailed the principal asking if they had kindergarten <laughs> openings. I wanted to die. I sent it. Ugh. I literally have like in the signature of my email that I'm like a copywriter. Yeah. Also, I'm imagining that this pop filter is like a trampoline for my face. <laughs> You're so annoying. Although I will say it is kind of. It's real Bun- not spongy, but it's real bouncy. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> I wonder. Oh. I think you should stop. Oh, I'll break these. Wow, great. Okay, good job. You nailed it. Oh, boy. Well, that was fun. Ten yeah. days, because now it's midnight. Yep. Ten um, days. Oh, my God. I'm scared. I'm scared. Help. Ew. Don't do that. (laughs) Oh, God. That just gave me so much ick. It's not even funny. Uh, That's how... That's how we talk to each other at work, too. You shouldn't. Why? Because it's yucky. Like this? Yeah, I hate it. You don't like this? Stop. I'm going to divorce you if you don't (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Not divorce? I had my husband feed you popcorn. You have not even ate a single strawberry. I ate... All the popcorn. There's, you know what? He definitely made two bags. I think he had to have. <laughs> you know what? You know what that is? That's love. What? Would you like some? No, I can't. Why? Because I told you that they were from our garden. You have to eat one. I can't. It looks wet. He had them in sugar. They've literally, it softened them up. Also, they were frozen. No, thank you. You have to eat one. I can't. You have to eat one. If you don't like it, you can spit it out. I don't care. No, thank you. You have to eat one. I don't. Young want lady, to. you have to eat one. Okay. I'll tell him that you don't love him, that you hate him, and you hope he dies. Well, he's going to know that you're being very dramatic, so. I don't know. He he from you, he doesn't know. I think he does. I can't. I can't. Well, you're a dumb slut. Okay. Thank you. She said with all the love in her heart. Mm. Yeah. While she eats her uh, strawberries. Kuwait. Are we done here? So this episode is going to come out the 25th. And then it will only have five days. That's so exciting. And we're going to a premiere party. At a little indie bookstore in town. And I hope you're going to one. And if you're not, maybe we'll go live. I don't know. I think we should. It'll be fun. If you haven't bought your copy, don't buy more than one. (laughs) I'm sure that there will be all the bonus chapters all across the internet. Some doll will put it up on their Wattpad for sure. I just, I was looking at the bonus chapter. I have a link with bonus chapters from all the other like Crescent City books and. Oh yeah. I found that too. Books and. 
Okay, well, so do you want to know something that I would have been working on for you? It's taking a really long time, and I'm sorry, but there's just a lot of formatting that I have to do. Are you going to make me feel bad now that I just made a nasty face at you? What? Yeah. This feels strategic. I've been sitting on this for months, and I've been working on this. It's been a like side project that I've been working on for what you. By formatting. I'm literally taking all of the bonus chapters, and I'm working on combining them into one whole book for us across oh, the- oh it was for me but, <laughs> but well i mean i'm putting in all the fucking work but i did it i originally did it because you're like oh my gosh i haven't read these bonus chapters i'm like i'm gonna put them all together That's so exciting i've been designing a cover i've been like you gonna get into book binding now well i've reached out to a couple of book binders but I have been working on it and I've been formatting the pages. I have headers for each one that when it changes and it's sectioned. So there's an Akatar section, there's a Throne of Glass section, and then there's a Crescent City section. And I actually thought about making Crescent City its own. Because there's like a million, going to be a million different Yeah, there's going to be a million. Um, allegedly, the Nesta, Asriel, and Bryce one is 16 pages. That's a lot for a bonus chapter. Usually they're just like a couple. Yeah, but and it really is. But uh, Nesta has a a lot to say, I'm sure. I want her and Bryce just to get in a fight one time. One good fist fight. And then they're good. One good hair-pulling girl fight. And then they're good. But yeah, so I've been working on that. I, I There's, it's TB, TBA whenever. It will just show up in your hands at some point. That's exciting. So you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. It's me. Professing my love for you, you dumb slut. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you're acknowledging it and not running away from it like you usually do. I so, am. good job. That's called growth. You nailed it. Thank you. And on that, I'm tired of talking to you. So, okay. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, how can people subscribe to us on our website? link newsletter okay uh, wow wow you it's not right there Mm-mm. okay well i have to scroll all the way past acid rock <laughs> italian amazon you don't just have the link open all the time just you know what whenever you find it just put it in our google chat so then we just have it it's um, a reference. I feel like you're being a little bit shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Why would what would make you say that? <laughs> you are ill prepared for Okay. Well I didn't know that I was gonna be asked to do this. I you know what, just find it, send it to me, and I won't make you say it. Now that we don't talk. <laughs> oh, here it is subscribepage.io slash book club waitlist send it to me That's you just so said that catchy. you just said that in the most like siri a- ai sort of way you gotta give it some pizzazz like you stand behind it i don't know how okay well give me the link also why is it such a long obscure link what you're not gonna send it to me i'm trying <laughs>
My God. I'm sorry. I'm actually sweating. Subscribepage.io slash book club waitlist. What's so hard about that? Well, when you say Do you think our listeners are dumb? Because I don't. I believe in them fully. I think you're dumb. Okay. (laughs) Choke on that, would you? Anyways, thanks for listening. Say it nicer. So much nicer. I'm not saying it to them like that. I'm saying it to you. Uh, I love our listeners and I loathe you. Okay. Okay. So thanks for listening. I said it nicer. Just do it yourself. That's what she said. (laughs) Can't leave this in here. It's too much. What is you and your attitude? I fed you. We had a sleepover party pizza, popcorn. We had strawberries, but you didn't fucking want those because God forbid that they come from the earth. You ever had hydroponic strawberries? Actually, very good. No, I had strawberries from Uncle Mike's garden right across the street. Are we going to let the people go? We're just going to hold on to them forever. Rebecca. She's gone. She's sick of us. Tell Olivia to stop it. You always do this. <laughs> also, you got to go to Mexico. Don't you we got- have an outro? I think it's fine. No. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Don't you have an outro? I'm going to outro your ass here in just a second. Okay. Thanks for listening. Do it again. Thanks for listening. <laughs> God, what do you want from me? You know what? This is all staying in. I want them to hear how I want to. I want them to hear how you treat me. (laughs) I don't think people are going to come to your aid like you think they are. (laughs) Why I do nothing. I'm a good, good girl. Ew. Again with the cringe. Okay. Thanks for listening. Do not, do not dismiss me. Whoa, look at the lava lamp. It's all one big ball. I got so scared when you just pointed at the window behind my head. I'm like. It's usually like multiple pieces and it was just like one giant ball of lava. It was really cool. Oh, that was very like much like a jellyfish whenever it was like. Yeah. It's really moving and grooving back there. Uh-huh. Are you tripping? No. You kind of look like you're tripping. Maybe, I don't know. Anyways. <clears throat> big balls out of those lava lamps so thanks for listening thanks for listening um you can go and subscribe at subscribepage.io slash book club waitlist so that way you can stay up to date with everything happening around here and also maybe even a first glimpse at a really fun secret project that we're working on really fun we're so good at this (laughs) um (laughs) my shirt was so high has it been like this all night (laughs) Why? Why was it like that? Listen, I think that I think that we just need to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, you you know what to do. <laughs> Thanks for always being here. I hate both of us so much. <laughs> if I listened to this podcast and told, this would be my breaking point, I'd be like never again. <laughs> Is this our breaking point right now? I think so. Oh, no. Are you really going to divorce me? No, I don't think that. I would just meant like if I was a listener, I'd be oh. like, I'm done with that. That's too mm. far. But see, I think that's where they love it the most because they're like, that's real. It's not scripted. 
What if it was? They? <laughs> our talking we fire heads. our writers. <laughs> so Reddit, we need to fire all Reddit. No, just no. We come with some really good stuff. Holy poultry. Holy poultry. <laughs> I love my really good stuff, and you can only name one thing. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. Um. Anyways. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) That's the worst episode of all time. (laughs)